Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. It's time for your favorite show. The Weekend Report is on the radio. Thank you, Perry Woods. Indeed, the Weekend Report is on your radio. Thank you so much for tuning in. We have a little express lane version of the show for you this week. The one-hour condensed version of the Weekend Report just for this week. We'll be back to our two-hour time slot next week, and we have got a packed one hour for you today. A little bit later on in the show, we're going to be talking to our buddy Skip Weber from Weber Chevrolet and Jason Nelson about a very cool event coming up next week in O'Fallon, Illinois, that uh, Jason Nelson from the Queen Tribute Band is playing at. I will be hosting, and Weber is uh, sponsoring. So a big event that we are all a part of. We'll tell you about that and have a little fun with Skip Weber a little bit later on in the show. We're also going to talk to uh, Keith Mark. Chris, you can uh, tell people better than I can about uh, Keith's organization, Hunt the Vote. Tell people about what we're going to be doing in the next segment. Yes, Keith is the Keith Mark is the publisher, I think, for Outdoor Magazine, and he also is a close friend of Ted Nugent. Mm. And so friend they've the got show? a initiative called Hunt the Vote that I assume, and we'll probably get more information from him, that's going to try to galvanize the Hunter, Second Amendment folks out there to get out there and uh, vote this uh, election. Absolutely. Looking forward to that discussion. And joining us here at the beginning of the show is our friend, the Super Bowl champion, best-selling author, congressional candidate, recent uh, (laughs) election victor, Burgess Owens joins us on the phone. Burgess, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great. Good to talk with you guys again. Yeah, My goodness. always. Yeah. Awesome. Always good to talk with you, Burgess. Thanks for your time. Uh, congratulations awesome. on the victory in the primary. It's now official that you will be the Republican nominee for the seat in Congress that you are running for. Um, what was that like? Uh, I assume that was your first uh, primary, first election. Uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but tell me about that, oh, yes. that ex- experience. Oh, yeah. yeah, This is the first. And uh, of all the times we've talked, guys, if you ever asked me if I was going to run for, for, for any political uh, post, I would say absolutely never, never would I ever do that. So this is all new. And, and I, I guess let, let me just kind of tell you where I see this just a little bit past what we have, what's happening here in Utah. Obviously, 
this is a very important seat across the country. It's between one and three, a must-have by the Republican Party to uh, to win back the House. It's also very important to the Democratic Party to keep the chaos and the uh, and the craziness going on. So it's a very important seat. But more importantly to me is a look across the uh, the nation and all these. Uh, new faces. Um, you have folks who have never run before, young people uh, that, that, that are actually coming to the plate that are true patriots, not politicians looking to get there for the next 40 years and, and be a lobbyist. And we're there to replicate a president who's getting results for all Americans. And I'm so excited about that because this is the time that America truly can decide which direction to go in. The gray is gone. We're either going to go toward hopefulness, freedom, uh, the American way, dreaming, entrepreneurship, or go the way of darkness, divisiveness, anger, destruction, and that's the left. That's the Marxist, evil, godless left. So it's, it's a nice place for us to be because I truly do believe in the American people. I think we always step up when we realize we're in the battle, and we're going to do the right thing like we have done the last 200-plus years. We're going to move ourselves forward and this time come back understanding that we have an enemy. We need to fight them. And they're, they're, they're little termites, particularly in our, in, our co- in our college education system, we need to really root those people out and, and find a way to, uh, to bring meritocracy to our educational system. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Chris. Burgess, the NFL is talking about, uh, in their opening games, uh, playing the National Black Anthem. Uh, we have the NBA that is talking about allowing players to put uh, messages yeah. Yeah. on the back of their uniforms. You're a professional athlete, and I know it's a different time and a different place than when you played in the 70s and 80s, but how much pressure did you feel as an athlete, especially an African-American athlete, to speak out on cultural, political issues of the day? Well, in those days, we were um, we were looking at uh, the idea of, of a country that's always believed in all men are created equal and always trying to, to move in that direction. So we were excited about the opportunities. Keep in mind, I came into NFL 73 with no black quarterbacks, uh, middle linebackers, centers because of the racism of the NFL. So we've come a long way. And that's what my generation was taught about. We were raised by a generation of, of real men who came back from war, who believed in our country, who believed in their race, and was treating, teaching our young men to be, not only stand up, be educated, Stand up, respect our flag, country, women, all those kind of things. So, so what I see right now, the greatest thing we need to understand is that we've been under attack for, for decades. We're seeing now in the leadership of, of the NBA, NFL, uh, Google, all these places are a handful of people that are true narcissists. They're Marxists. They're people who've been raised in this college in these college environments in which they do not love our country, and they're now leading in leading roles that impact our country. So it's, it's nice that we can now see that we have to be principal people. Personally, I was, I was raised to be a principal. My, I watched my dad do that over, over and over again. I will never, ever, if they do this, this, national, this black national anthem, by the way, I grew up with that, that great hymn because mm-hmm. we we're proud. And it talks, about, yes. uh, it talks about our nation. But our kids don't, don't, do not know how to read that, so they will never understand it. But if they do that to divide our country, I will not look at another game until Godel and, and this Vince, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Vincent are fired. We need to have people stand up against these people that are dividing us and, and, and tell these owners, man up, fight your country, 
Biden's people are trying to divide us. Enough of just trying to become more wealthy when you already have the wealth that uh, that's needed to, to move forward. That is the Super Bowl champion, Burgess Owens. Burgess, when you win this congressional <laughs> seat in November, you're going to be thrust into a lot of these political debates that we've been talking about on the show for a long time. And, you know, thrust into one of the craziest political atmospheres, maybe the craziest political atmosphere we've ever seen in this country. Um One of the big issues that is being discussed, obviously, is the idea of defund the police, dismantle the police. There are some people on the left that will tell you that they want to have a discussion about reform. But if you truly listen to the leaders of the Black Lives Matter movement and other protest groups, it's they they don't want to have a debate about reform. The Black Lives Matter uh, representative from Philadelphia uh, announced this week a five-year plan at. which is which the goal of which is to completely dismantle the police uh, the abolition of the police is the exact words that she used so it's not a discussion about reforming police it's a discussion about removing police uh what is your what are your thoughts on the defund slash dismantle the police uh movement and how do you plan to take that on when you're in congress well this is what happens when you have a, an educational system that doesn't that teach critical thinking. These guys have no common sense whatsoever. And uh, and it's interesting, the same vigilantes, the same ones that are running around and, and tearing out buildings and burning buildings and burning police cars, the same ones that say, please stop the police. <laughs> so no, it, it, it's not going to happen uh, because we have too many Americans, <clears throat> excuse me, too many Americans who understand the power of law and order. Business owners need to have, moms need to have, those black Americans in these cities that, that are now uh, a wild, wild west. They want the same thing. They want to have law and order. We walk down the street, feel safe. So this is the great thing about where we are today. We can finally look at again. The gray is gone. If you look at uh, BLM Inc. It's a it's a Marxist organization. And 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 anybody who wants to do his homework, I think that's a great thing about the, the world today. Google if you, want, if you really have interest. Find out who these people are. Find out what Marxism is all about. That they want to destroy the, the nuclear family. They hate Christians. They hate our American way. And for those Christians out there. Uh, you have to either you can either be clueless or complicit. This hmm. is evil we're talking about. It's not enough of this uh, 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 loyalty to to pastors or to a party. If you care about God, if, if He truly is your the sin of your life, man up, woman up, get some guts and stand for Him instead of uh, kowtowing to these Marxists who hate everything we're doing and think that we can some kind of way walk down the, the, the aisle together hand in hand and think they're not going to end up destroying us at the end of the day. So my goal, very simply, is I'm there to be a patriot like many others. I'm not there to be a a long-term politician. If I can do my job, uh, get our country back in in the right shape within my terms, and I'm going to be there, come back and live in a community that I I love, and I want to make sure that it continues to grow and help other communities across our country, black, white, Hispanic, I don't care who they are, to understand the American dream is live and well if we just go out there and fight for it. Man up. Yeah, let's get let's get tough and, and stand, stand 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 and stand against these people. I'm with you, Burgess. Just a few minutes yeah. left. Just a few minutes left with Burgess Owens. Let's try to rapid fire a couple last questions here. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I've got a policy question actually for you, Burgess. Okay. Uh, we I I forgot which number we're on here with the stimulus plans, but there's talk of another stimulus plan of sending uh, checks to uh, Americans. Are you in favor of that or not in favor of that? Uh, you know, I know the, the last one was necessary, and as long as it's going to the small business owners, 
What I am getting very, very disappointed with is how we put this money out there and you have people like Harvard University has $400 billion in endowments that stand in line to, to get this money. Uh, it's going, if it's going to the small business owner, if it's, not, if it's not incentivizing people to stay on unemployment, when people are making $800 a week more than they're making uh, not working, that's a problem. So I, I'm for it as long as it's going to in, in, increase the process of moving forward and, and helping those who truly are been put behind the, the ball because of, because of uh, this, uh, this pandemic. Burgess, there was an interview done with uh, Kanye West by Forbes magazine a little bit earlier this week, and there's a lot of silliness and you know, you know, just general sensationalism around Kanye West, and you know, he he says some really ridiculous things, but he also says some really brilliant things in this interview. And one of these statements reminded me of a message that I've heard you say many times, and I want to read you this quote that Kanye West said to Forbes magazine, and I want to get your reaction to it. He says, I was threatened as a black man into the Democratic Party, and that's what the Democrats are doing emotionally to my people, threatening them to the point where this white man can tell a black man, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. Um, I want to get your thoughts on that quote. And also, if you want to elaborate on that thought a little bit, I know it's something that you are very passionate about. I love it. I love it. First of all, Kanye... um well, I mean, I, I respect what he's doing. He's a billionaire. It shows what can happen in this country if you find the right niche. He's also a first strong Christian. He's going to be able to reach out to young people that many, many of us could not reach out. So I'm thankful for who he is. I'm also thankful for this. 50 years, 60 years after going up to the Deep South, KKK, Jim Crow South, we're now talking about, we can now look back on eight years of a black president. We can now look at an entertainer coming coming into to this process of being a, a presidential candidate and think about it, talk about it seriously. This is how far we've come. Now, we have to understand that we have people that purposely keep this kind of information, this kind of hope, away from our kids. So if I can say one thing, education, we have termites within our educational system. They're cowards. They're bullies. They sit there to get the $100,000 tenured income every year, and they do nothing but send out radicalized kids. They end up getting put in jail, they, uh, killing other people, bringing out businesses, and they sit safely behind these walls while these kids go out there and put their lives on line because of what they've taught them. So we have to realize we have to come up and fight for our youth, fight for our kids. And I'm thankful for Kanye because he has the courage. And he's right. He's a little different. But I guess what? That is what makes our country great. And he will make an impact by making sure young people, black people, young black people know there's another option to the Democratic Party, which is what it really should, should be all about. Got a last thought for uh, Burgess. Chris, he's got to go. Well, just my thought was I just want to congratulate him on his primary win and uh, look forward to seeing what the impact and seeing what you do in Congress next year. Well, thanks, guys. It's Burgess for Utah. And let me just say this. We're going to get this thing done. With, that's what Americans do. Once we wake up, we as we the people always want to move toward freedom, hopefulness, opportunity, dreams. That's who we are to our DNA, to our very, very core. So stay hopeful, guys. Don't yes. give up and realize that those other side will not win because they never don't don't ever vote against don't ever don't ever go up against the American people don't never count us out count us out we're gonna make this thing happen for sure. Learn more about Burgess and support the cause if you are so inclined at BurgessForUtah.com. I got that right, right, sir? You got it. You All did. right, Excellent. Burgess <laughs> Owens, a Super Bowl champion, best-selling author, and the next congressman from the great state of Utah. Thanks for your time, my friend. Thanks we'll talk friend. to you again real soon. I look forward to it. All the best. Thanks, Curtis.
All right, that is going to wrap up the first segment of this express lane version of the weekend report. My buddy, I thought you were going to say first hour. <laughs> the first segment of uh, this express lane version. One hour this week. We'll be back to two hours next week. No fears. Uh, that's my buddy Chris Arps, of course. Uh, he is back and connected uh, through the marvel of modern technology and. Frank Ladd, producer Frank Ladd, is also back. Big thank you to Carl Middleman for coming back and helping us out for the last few weeks. But Frank Ladd, back in studio and producing the Weekend Report uh, this week. So we really appreciate it. We will talk to Keith Mark from Hunt the Vote when we get back. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Weekend Report on 97.1 FM Talk. Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to the Weekend Report, 97.1 FM Talk. Big thank you to Burgess Owens for starting the show with us and joining us in that last segment. Always great to talk to Burgess, Chris. It uh, yeah. It's good for the soul. I, I, I always feel a little bit better about the future when I talk to Burgess. And you can tell with Burgess that uh, he did not get any get any concussion problems while he played in the NFL. His brain is clear. Yes, he sounds sounds good. He's going to be a good congressman. He's going to be a good congressman. And again, uh, Burgess for Utah. If you want to support the cause there, I know he doesn't directly affect us here in Missouri, but uh, you know every Congress seat matters, and we definitely want people like Burgess Owens, or I do definitely want people like Burgess Owens in the United States Congress, and uh, so we will. We'll continue to talk with him as we go through this election season. Right now, as I mentioned in that last segment, we are going to talk to Keith Mark. He is a host on the Outdoor Channel, Great American Tales. You also may remember McMillan River Adventures. Uh, Keith hosted that show for about a decade on the Outdoor Channel. And he is also with the organization Hunt the Vote. So good to talk to Keith Mark. Keith, how's it going? Thanks for your time today. Hey, great. Thanks for having me, Tony and Chris. Really uh, really appreciate the opportunity to talk about uh, hunters and, and our involvement in uh, the political process. Yeah, you bet. Excellent. So uh, before we dive in uh, into specifics and questions and all that stuff, just tell people what uh, uh, Hunt the Vote is all about. Well, um, first of all, you have to start with the premise that hunters are not actively voting their values. And, you know, you and I have talked before offline, and, and yeah. 
you think, well, my goodness, you know, hunters have been a long-standing, reliable voting block, much like you know those that you know support the Second Amendment. Keith, it was you that just that told me off the air when we were talking that showed me this 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 data, this information about hunters not voting, and I I'm shocked by that. I am blown away by that. So, yeah. Um, yeah so uh, I, I I understand now more than ever the motivation for for starting an organization like Hunt the Vote. Go go well, ahead. Yeah, well, look, depending on what state you look at, uh, it ranges between 30 and – hold your breath here – 50% of licensed hunters did not participate in the last two voting cycles. Wow. And it's startling, right? Um, yeah. And if you even dig a little bit deeper into the numbers, about a third of those aren't even registered. To vote. Take the state of Wisconsin, where the presidential election in 2016 was decided by less than 23,000 votes. There's 670,000 licensed hunters that didn't participate in the last two cycles, and 170,000 of them aren't even registered to vote. You look at Ohio, big numbers that aren't participating, 195,000 of them aren't even registered. Pennsylvania, similar numbers. The state of Michigan, almost 300,000 licensed hunters aren't even registered to vote. And, you know, people like to look at Texas. There's 110,000 that aren't even registered out of about 800,000 non-participating hunters. And so, when I was told that hunters that's don't a million vote, people. I was, well, it's crazy. Oh, that's almost a million people. That's incredible. I, I was skeptical, like you, when I heard the data, when I heard the numbers. And then when we acquired the data and we were able to see this, and, and the first thing that happened to me, I mean, it just knocked me. I felt like I'd been punched in the gut. But then almost immediately I said, you know what, as tough as this is, as, as just terrible as it is, this, the solution is so simple um, because I've – as you said, hosted outdoor television for over a decade now, and I've shared hunting camps all over the country, and those people are good folks. And and, and people say, well, you know, racism is, is, exists in America. Well, I'm not saying that it doesn't, but I'm telling you I've shared campfires with young and old, men and women, white, black, tan, and everything in between of all religions, bow hunters and gun hunters, Everything across the board, and almost unanimously, we agree on the core values of God, family, country, and our hunting lifestyle. Now, we might disagree on some of the other issues, and, and that's what America was built on. But the core values of God, family, country, and this perfect hunting outdoor lifestyle, we all agree on. And so the thought was, hey, look, if we can just get these people to register and then vote their values. We're not telling them any candidate, not from the local dog catcher race to the presidential race. Um, just go vote your values, and that's that's good enough. And that's why we started Hunter Nation, which is the sister organization, and then now the Hunt the Vote Foundation. And I'd encourage all your listeners, uh, Chris and Tony, to go to huntthevote.org. You'll see right on there. It's a very simple pledge. Just pledge to register, and if you're registered, pledge to vote in this upcoming election. And all we're asking you to do is just simply inform yourself, inform yourself on the candidates, and then go vote your values. It's simple. That is Keith Mark from Hunt the Vote and the Outdoor Channel. Go ahead, Chris. Keith, a couple of months ago, we had the great honor of interviewing Ted Nugent. 
And that's how you got on our radar screen. He's had high praise for you and high praise for your organization, Hunt the Vote. Tell us a little bit how that relationship got started. You know, uh, Chris, Ted and I have been friends for nearly three decades now. Um, and we share a, a, a lot in common with the way we see the world, um, you know. And so Ted was one of the first people that I went to when I started this starting formulating this idea about hunters not voting and how we get them to vote. So Ted's been really my my partner uh, from the very start of Hunter Nation and then on into Hunt the Vote. His assistance has been so valuable. I mean, his voice is so loud, so broad-ranging and reaching. Um, and, you know, it, Ted is one of many awesome partners that we have. I just spent the last two days down in Booger Bottom, Atlanta, outside of Atlanta with Michael Waddell and his whole team. And Mike is uh, um, a huge partner of Hunt the Vote. Michael Martin Murphy, we're doing an event down in Texas with, with him and Craig Morgan and Mark Geist from Benghazi fame. And the list goes on and on. And it's just people that aren't afraid to step forward and say, hey, look, I believe in God family, country, and I live this hunting lifestyle, and I just want other hunters to band together and vote their values. Yeah. So, no, Ted's a wonderful guy, and, and he's done so much. So, Keith, only a couple minutes left. I want to ask you, though, um, do we have any idea why? Do we, have, you, has, have you had a chance to talk to these hunters or, or, or glean the data any to figure out? Because you would think, as I mentioned to you off the air, uh, people who are, are are big gun supporters, Second Amendment supporters, hunters, their rights essentially are on the chopping block. Every four years, you'd think that'd be a very motivated uh, voting block, a group of people. Why are they not voting? Do, do you know, we have any idea? Well, sure, and it's perplexing. But in all the campfires that I've set around, uh, you know, you hear the same thing. I was privileged to host a one-hour exclusive one-on-one -on -one interview with Donald Trump Jr. as part of Great American Tales last season. And I asked Don Jr. that exact question because, you know, he's a huge hunter, and he said, look, and his – you know, answer was the same as what I have experienced. Hunters don't want to mix their hobby, their passion with politics. You know, they kind of come from the old school where when you're sitting around the campfire, talk about your broadhead or your or your choice of rounds, but let's not talk politics or religion. Um, yeah, but you're going to lose. You're going to lose <laughs> your hobby, and you're going to lose your lifestyle if if you don't vote. We only got uh, we're running out of time, uh, Keith. I want to give Chris one more uh, chance no, to get a ahead. question in there. Uh, let, that, I, let Keith go ahead and finish. Uh, well, I was okay, just going to go say it. Don Jr. said, and this is what I believe, and you just said the same thing, Tony. If hunters don't go to the polls and vote their values. In one election cycle, you'll lose them all. You'll lose your right to hunt, your right to fish. I mean, just look what, what's going on in this pandemic, this lockdown. They took away our rights to hunt and fish and garden and go to work. I mean, this is a preview of what would happen to our lifestyle if, you know, anti-traditional American value candidates prevail. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's an important thing for people to know how important that is, too. Even if you're not a, a hunter yourself and, and it's just it's just not for you or you don't enjoy fishing and being out and camping and things like that just aren't for you. What people don't realize, I think there's a lot of people that think that, oh, you just want to hunt because you like to shoot your gun and kill things. <laughs> but it's it's and we talk about this on Second Amendment Radio all the time. It's the it's the hunters and the fishermen and the outdoorsmen that are the ones that keep 
the lands clean, that keep the waters clean, that keep our, our parks clean. Nobody does more for the environment, really, of, of the parks and the waters in this country than uh, the outdoorsmen. Would you agree? Amen, Tony. No, no, you, you're right on the money, you know, and, and I know I listen to you and you guys, you, you're saying all the right things. And I just hope that if we get this information out about huntthevote.org, yeah. that your listeners will go, simply sign the pledge and say, look, I'm going to go to the polls and I'm going to vote my values in this most critical 2020 election. Good stuff. That is Keith Mark. You can see his shows on the Outdoor Channel and you can learn more and join the cause at huntthevote.org. Keith, thanks for your time today. I hope we get a chance to talk with you again soon. Fellas, keep up the good work. Thanks for having me. You bet. Thank you. All right. We are going to have to take another break here in just a moment. want to remind you, if you've missed anything in today's show, we're, we're bringing you the express version of the weekend report today, one hour this week, but we're back to two hours next week. If you missed Burgess Owens in the last segment or any of that conversation that we had with Keith Mark just now, download our podcast each and every week. Uh, you can get it just about anywhere you get podcasts. The Radio.com app is my favorite place to do so. Radio.com app is free, and you can stream the station, rewind the station and download the podcast there so go and check that out got one more segment to come we're going to talk to our buddy skip weber from weber chevrolet and we're also going to talk to jason nelson from the queen tribute somebody to love about a great show that is happening this coming thursday i'll be there skip will be there i hope you'll be there too we'll tell you all about it when we get back to the weekend report on 97.1 fm talk Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to the Weekend Report, 97.1 FM Talk. Don't forget, if you missed anything from today's show and any show that we do here, download the Radio.com app. Great way to keep up with the radio station. It's absolutely free. Your favorite 97.1 FM Talk when you get the app. And then you have one-stop shopping for everything. Stream the station 24-7. You can rewind live radio. And you can download the podcast of this and every other show on the station. And again, it is all free. You can get our podcast just about anywhere you get podcasts. But I definitely recommend the Radio.com app. 
app. Got one more segment to go here. We're going to be talking to our buddy Skip Weber in just a moment. But first, as I mentioned, there's a big show happening this coming Thursday in O'Fallon, Missouri. I'm going to be there. Weber Chevrolet is going to be there. And I hope you're going to be there as well. Our buddy Jason Nelson from Somebody to Love, the Queen Tribute, is on the line with us. Jason, how are you, my friend? Tell Hi, us- everybody. Well, what's up, Chris? What's up, Tom? <laughs> what's up? What's going on? And tell us all about what's happening this coming Thursday in O'Fallon. On Thursday evening, July 16th, out at O'Day Park in O'Fallon Mo, there's an amphitheater out there. And Somebody to Love, a tribute to Queen, is going to be doing a show from 6.30 p.m. to 9 p.m. So we cover, you know, I think this show involves two one-hour sets, and we're doing 27 Queen tunes. Um, yeah, enough space out there on the lawn in front of the amphitheater to spread out, have some cocktails, enjoy the evening, and, <laughs> you know, stay hydrated, gang. Yeah. It's going to be hot. Enjoy the enjoy the music, enjoy the water, and, and enjoy the uh, libations a little bit as well, yeah, if, if, the, exactly. if you're so inclined. So, yeah, it's going to be a great time. If you haven't been out to see one of the Queen shows, you don't know what you're missing. I'm so excited to be talking about live local music coming back to St. Louis as we get through this pandemic. So I'm excited to be a part of it. I know Weber Chevrolet is as well. Skip will be joining us oh. here in just a moment. Um Big t- thanks to Weber Chevrolet Absolutely. for bringing it to you and O'Fallon Parks and Rec. Yeah. I and, mean, and one more time, it, since it's an outdoor show out there in the amphitheater, it's a free show, so you don't need to get your tickets ahead of time. But if you want to make sure you have all the details, Jason, how do you do it? Online, you just simply search up somebody to love at Tribute to Queen, and we're going to come up. Awesome. Jason Nelson from the Queen Tribute Show. We will see you this Thursday night at O'Day Park in O'Fallon, Missouri. Thanks for your time, sir. We'll see you there. If you lose me. And from Jason Nelson, we switch gears quickly, but apparently there is some breaking news, Chris. Uh, Frank has given me the producer wave. I'm waving you off. We have yes. a schedule change. Skip is unavailable for us at this moment, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Skip scared. <laughs> He's, he's getting ready for the uh, he's getting ready for the Queen show. He's pulling. He's driving all the cars out there at O'Day Park to park around uh, for the big show on Thursday night. So that's all right. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll be able to uh, carry on here without Skip Weber. I do want to remind folks that uh, if you are at all in the market for a new or used vehicle, nobody helps you better than Weber Chevrolet. Nobody's going to give you a better price. The incentives right now at Weber are crazy. Uh, nobody's going to help you on your trade-in more than Weber Chevrolet, and nobody is going to take care of that car uh, and you better for the entire time that you own it than Weber Chevrolet. The service departments at all three Weber Chevrolet locations are absolutely amazing. I was reminded of that again and am being currently reminded that of that again as they uh, repair my truck after the car accident that I was in last week. So can't say enough great things about Weber Chevrolet. Check them out at WeberChevrolet.com. And I'm sure Skip Weber will be back with us next week. Uh, Chris and Frank, one of the things that I wanted to get Skip's opinion on, 
and, and the room's opinion on as uh, we finish up the show here today. A couple of issues, one of them uh, being the Washington Redskins. Chris, you hosted the Tim Jones show last weekend, and we had a chance to talk about mm-hmm. this for a couple minutes then. Um, there's been more talk and more debates uh, throughout this week. Um, where do you stand on the idea of the name change for the Washington Redskins? Are you uh, supportive, unsupportive, or uncaring? <laughs> you know, as I said last week, I'm not usually a big uh, fan of the cancel culture. Uh, I like the name Washington Redskins, not because it's offensive or anything, but I'm a big NFL fan. It's a tradition. You know, as we said last week, I don't think they were naming the Redskins to be racially insensitive. I think they were naming them that team. So, uh, you know, Redskins, Warriors are known as Fierce Warriors. But the name that they are talking about changing it to is very interesting to me and something that I could get behind, which is uh, the Washington Red Tails which is named after the famed World War II air squadron of uh, Mm -hmm. African-American fighter pilots. I think that would be a good compromise. Uh, Washington, D.C. is pretty much a a black city. I think it would have the support of uh, the fans there. And uh, overall, I think it's a name that people could accept. Do you think it'll be um, the first domino to fall if we see one professional sports team uh, change their name. You think the Cleveland Indians and the Atlanta Braves are, and you know, other uh, organizations are next. Well, the Atlanta Braves and the Chicago Blackhawks have adamantly said that uh, they're not going to change their name. But you know, who knows? Public perception may force them to do that. But I think if the Washington Redskins change their name, I think you can definitely see the Cleveland Indians uh, changing their name. You know, something we didn't get a chance to talk to uh, Burgess about. We we did touch on the NFL, and you know them coming back, and you know still planning various types of protests before games during the anthem, things like that. The NBA uh, looks like they're going to allow players to put. Um, uh, things on their jersey, messages, political messages on their jerseys during games. Um, one thing that hasn't gotten quite as much news, and Frank, I'd really like to get your thoughts on this as well, being a big Cardinals fan and a season ticket holder, big supporter of that organization, as we all are. Um, uh, Flaherty was on, uh, did an interview this week, I think on Matt Holiday's podcast, um, and he was asked about, is do baseball players, Cardinal players, plan on kneeling or or doing any sign of, of protest during the games? Um, and he said that there's quote something in the works. So it looks like the it looks like baseball is also going to be affected by this um, protest situation. What do you as a, as a Cardinal season ticket holder? I just I I'm not I don't even when it comes to sports I don't I'm not even interested in taking sides. I just don't want the politics. In sports, that's my time to turn off my brain and get away from the news. So I just hate to see it infiltrating every sport now, including baseball. But politics has always been in sports. Not to this level. Politics has always been in sports. People have always been able to use that platform to speak out because that's their opportunity. There have been messages on the field in, in the past Raising money for for breast cancer awareness. There's been tributes to other players on the field as well. Uh, uh, Carlos Martinez m- m- puts a, a note to uh, I can't remember the Cardinal player. 
who died. Tavares or? Yeah, yes, to Oscar Tavares yeah. on the back of the mound every game. There's always yeah. been something. That may not be politics, but they have yeah, that's always. that's not a political movement, They've though. always spoken out. And yeah. part of that interview with Jack Flaherty, he mentioned that three years ago, there wasn't this. But he says times are really changing. Right. So you're you're probably going to see more players kneeling for that national anthem than you did say three years ago. I wonder what something is in the works means. It sounds like there's I, more. I than... think. Well, that was what he he mentioned on right. one of the interviews lately. Yeah. Was that was that the 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 kneeling gesture? Yeah. At the end, I think it was Holiday's podcast that he said that on. Um, I, and I I I get your point, but I but I don't think. Fighting cancer or, or recognizing someone's death is the same as a political message, um, and 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 as far as the uh, uh, the platform, a player, a, a play, a, uh, an athlete gets famous from his his or her sport, and they want to use that fame to to reach a broader audience and speak their mind politically. A player gets I'm famous for his talent for and the work that he's put in. Yeah, I'm all it's for not, that platform, right. but I just don't want I, it on the field. Go ahead, Chris. I think this is a bad move for baseball. You know, NBA It's not baseball black, doing it. It's the well, players. Frank, let me finish. I think this is predominantly bad for baseball. One, the NBA is predominantly black league. The NFL is a predominantly black league. The baseball is still predominantly a white sport. Most of their audience or is Hispanic. white. I know. I know a lot of the players are Hispanic uh, and and Dominican and all that, but it's still all primarily a white sport. And I don't think the white fans of baseball are going to be too appreciative of of uh, of, of uh, players kneeling for the national anthem. The other two sports, I think they can get away with it. I, I just don't think so as much in baseball. They could I, you be say you think a ahead, percentage Frank. of white fans. I think there is a broad support for folks who are who are kneeling for for that anthem that are not black. Black people don't go to baseball games, Frank. And baseball has Major League Baseball <laughs> has statement. started a has started a drive to try to get no serious. Have started a drive to I get know, black. Yeah, I understand to that. get black people involved in baseball right. because there's not that much interest in it anymore. Black people are interested in in basketball and football. Here's my and point. So, my 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 point is, you could be out there kneeling for the anthem in protest of my daughter's high college tuition and protesting that my that the Colombo kids should go to college for free and i still wouldn't want to see it in the games it still just turns me off it doesn't matter what side you're on i that sports is my time to get away from politics and, and get away and, from the news and we'll see and we'll see this farther on down the line but i really think these protests and these social justice warriors that are in these sports leagues are destroying these leagues and i think you're going to see ratings for football way down i think you're going to see ratings for baseball down people are already upset because these baseball players are making millions of dollars and and the people that the fans and the the businesses that support them couldn't make any money because they were squabbling over differences yeah. in pay. I think these these players and they don't realize it, but they are destroying these leagues. So shifting, and we'll see it down the line when it comes to ratings. Shifting away attendance. from yeah, you're right. That's exactly right. We'll see how it affects the how it affects ratings and attendance. Uh, and speaking of that, shifting away from the politics, Frank, as a season ticket holder with the Cardinals, it's been a few weeks since we've talked to you. Um, ha- now that this plan is in place to play these games, have you guys, as season ticket holders, received any communication from the team about 
plans to maybe put some fans back in the stadium at some point? Or nothing, nothing official from the Cardinals saying that fans may end up being able to go to games. We did finally get the the email saying, "All right, we're." You know, you can get your refunds for the rest of the season. They had been doing it sort of monthly. Now we can get the, the refunds for all the games that we're going to miss through August and, and September. So based on that, I'm thinking we're not going to see play, not going to see fans in the seats at, at any point. Yeah, and Frank Cusimano said something interesting this week um, when asked about the the idea of do you, do you really believe that they're going to play baseball this year? Do you are you, do you think we're finally on track that they're going to play? And he said. I think they're going to play. I'm not okay. positive they're going to finish. Nope, ni- neither am I. What are your I. thoughts on that? Too many, too many tests keep popping up, too many positive tests, and too many questions about how they're going to handle those situations once games start playing and these guys have to start flying around the country mm. or flying in their time zone. Wherever they're going, wherever they're, they're staying, there, there's, there's situations that could arise, and that Players Association is very strong and at some point, there's going to be enough of a voice in in the background saying, nope, this isn't safe for us anymore. Only about a minute to go, Chris. Just your overall thoughts on, on sports. Are, would you rather them rush in and do a 60-game season so you get to see some baseball this year? Or would you rather just wait till next year when we can do it, quote-unquote, right? I'm with you guys. I don't. I think if we do have seasons, I don't. we're probably not going to finish them. But... I still would like to see some sports. Let's see it and have it end then nothing for me personally. All right. That is going to do it for this week's edition of the Weekend Report. Once again, this week we only had one hour, but it was a packed hour. If you missed any of it, download our podcast anywhere you get podcasts, but uh, particularly the Radio.com app is my favorite place to get the podcast for several reasons. Go and check that out. It is absolutely free. We'll be back to two hours next week, and uh, we appreciate you listening to us each and every week. For my partner, Chris Arps, and our producer, Frank Ladd, I am Tony Colombo. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Weekend Report on 97.1 FM Talk. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 